Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. It is a truth or fiction Tuesday on the program. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. You know the drill by now. You can follow us on social media. I'm at the Coppins Show. He's at the Pat Oni Show. And of course, you can always download, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast of this program, or you could just watch. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And guess what, Pat? We hit a milestone over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to celebrate this yesterday. Do you know what that milestone is? Uh, We hit a certain amount of subscribers on Rumble. Yes, we did. We went over the 100 subscriber mark on Rumble. And for this very humble show, that is a very positive occurrence. Now, I'd love to see that go from 100 to 1,000 here in the next month. So um, if you are one of those 100 subscribers, I would just love for you to do this. Tell one other person and make them subscribe to the Rumble page. Again, that is rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, where you can watch this show. And we're doing a lot more video. We're doing a lot more um, stuff that that is harder to translate to direct podcast. So that is my suggestion to you. If you are already subscribed to the podcast and you only listen to the show, my suggestion is to check out the Rumble page because you can download the Rumble app 
and just play it in the background if you need to, right? Um, so those are definitely options. But uh, today it is Truth or Fiction Tuesday on the program. If you're new, it's very simple. Pat and I make a couple of statements, and then the other person decides whether that statement is truth or fiction, and we discuss. Of course, we will also play the B or not the B. So let's get into Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Pat, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Because as I said off air, um, my two truth or fiction statements are kind of intertwined. So I'm I'm game if you want to go first or if you want me to go first. Uh, you know, let's have you go first. Yes. By the way, Pat. Before yes. we go any further, um, a mini truth or fiction. The Green uh -huh. Bay Packers are the worst team in the NFC Central. Or North, I mean. The North? Uh, no, fiction. Mm. Okay. Why? I still go with fiction. Um, because even though the... the, the uh, excuse me. Even though the Bears had a uh, great game against the New England Patriots last night, that I mean that was lightning in a bottle. Okay. I don't I don't think that they're they're that good still. Um I think Justin Fields also hit lightning in a bottle last night. See, um, I don't believe that was lightning in a bottle. And and here's why. Um why? This is a rookie head coach, okay? This is a rookie offensive coordinator in Luke Getze. Okay? This is them coming into their own and figuring out what this team looks like, right? They know they don't have the vertical playmakers, so they need to run the ball. And they ran the ball effectively yesterday. They, they did. They did. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if, if they can do this consistently, then, then you're right. Then you're right. But this is actually somewhat consistent for them because what they figured out is Justin Fields is better if he is a run-first quarterback. And... Um, they've been better on offense over the last couple of weeks um, because of it, when they've figured that out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I was, wow, when I was you're at a buddy's house watching that, watching that game because uh, we subject him to having to watch um, Packer games as a Bear fan. So I figured it was only turnabout being fair play. Um, I, I'd go watch a game with him. Well, the other thing, too, is the Detroit Lions are – what they still have only won one game, right? But uh, so. like three quarters of that team has been injured this year. True, but what my my point is is that I I still don't think. Like I I I would say you might split the season with the Lions and the and the Bears. Y you might. Yeah, we already but, won. We already beat the Bears, but I would argue that that was the Bears before they figured out who the hell they were. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. The, the next six games, I, I said to my buddy last night, I think I think realistically the Packers, right, they're three and four. They got one game left here in the month of October, right? Right. I bet you they have eight losses by the time November ends. Uh, that's very possible. And I honestly think Minnesota might be the only team in that division to make the playoffs this year. That's very, 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 very possible. The NFC looks pretty weak, actually. Period. The AFC actually looks looks really good this year by comparison, mm -hmm. and it's usually the other way around. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, my 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 wallowing in the uh, Packers' misery uh, will continue 
<laughs> until morale improves. <coughs> um, but let's get into the heart of truth or fiction, Pat. Truth or fiction, statement number one, gender-affirming care is moral. Gender-affirming care is moral. And before, before you answer that, uh, I have a clip for you. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to play it and then um, get your comment. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Yeah, that's right, Pat. We just watched a dude cosplaying as a woman interviewing the president of the United States of America. Mm. Literally a dude cosplaying as a girl. I actually saw this story yesterday and and this is this isn't going to change my answer at all but but what the hell kind of pandering is this yeah well i mean if if you get the trans activist vote is it really going to make that much of a difference no. is it no 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 it, it, that's how small the population is for that for that especially when you're breaking it that down be- to the population that votes right Right. Mm -hmm. That being said, whether this happened yesterday or not, uh, it wouldn't change my answer. And uh, your 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 statement was if is is no is gender affirming care. Nope. Nope. The statement was gender affirming care is moral. Is moral, right? Um, it no, it's immoral. It's it's so that's absolutely fiction. Wait, what? It's immoral. But the president of the United States told us that this nope, is a nope, question nope, of morality nope, and nope, legality. No, 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 no. I don't care what the president said. It is immoral. Here's here's why. You are mutilating yourself. You are abusing yourself. Neither of those things can be moral. You may have the right to do it once you're over the age of 18. But for children, it is especially immoral. To force it on someone is immoral. To try to convince someone that they should do it is immoral. Mm -hmm. And then to do it to yourself is also immoral. And why? Again, it's mutilating self-abuse and what do those self-abusers often do to others they become a danger to society they they try to uh, make them feel the way that they feel no Mm -hmm. it is this this is absolutely demonic and it has no place here period what's a period (laughs) see what you did there um Two things. Do you think that uh, Joe Biden knew who the hell was interviewing him? Number one. And number two, did you think that Joe Biden knew that that was a dude dressed as a woman? Um, I don't know. How lucid was he? Lucid enough to give that answer. I, it, I, I just. Yeah, but I, I just. 
he may be lucid enough to give the answers. That doesn't mean he's lucid enough to understand who that person is and what they're doing. I, this was clearly like he probably never heard of this person until what? Ten minutes before the interview. And even then, he probably didn't know who it was. Probably. This was probably something something set up by his handlers. 100,000%. I guarantee you this was set up by the handlers to pander to what the the gender queer theory crowd and say, look, we hear you, we whatever, right? But you, do you think that that subset was voting Republican ever? Because they are the left. They are the Democratic Party today. They're not going anywhere. Um, my issue here, my biggest issue here, how is this a question of morality? And, and what I what I mean by that, Pat, is what the dude cosplaying as a woman, by the way, Dylan Mulvaney, that's his name. Because I know a little bit about Dylan Mulvaney's uh, past, right? He was one of the stars of, of Book of Mormon on Broadway. Okay, so he's a, he's a, he was a, he came out as gay long, 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 long time ago. Now, all of a sudden, he populates into this, like, year of a girl on TikTok, right? And becomes one of the most patronizing people I've ever seen. If I am a woman, I am so pissed off at this individual because <laughs> the first day, Right? How do I know this person is cosplaying as a woman? Not because they're uh, gender bending or trans or whatever, but because the first thing, the first TikTok video on, in the whole year of a woman is literally an insult to all women. I don't know if you've seen it, Pat. I'm not going to play it. but No, I haven't seen it. It he says, day one of being a woman, I've cried three times, I bought a dress that I couldn't afford, and um, I've already eaten two pints of ice cream. Could you get more insulting as if that's what a woman is about? Being a woman is boiled down to spending money you don't have, crying all the time, and eating ice cream. Those are the three things. The three things. Well, I, right here. He forgot the uh, swiping of the credit card, by the way. Just like Pat likes to do right here. Oh, shut up. It's like this. <laughs> no, it's like this on the show now, Pat. No, it's like this. <laughs> but so we're supposed to believe that the morally right thing to do is to lop off parts lop off bits to please a mindset that changes over time 
What? And more importantly, are we really to suggest that the morally superior position is, hey, uh, 13-year-old boy, your, your hormones are raging and you feel weird and you feel like maybe you're not as dude-like, right? Like you... You, you like sewing more than you like football, right? So we're, the morally superior position is lop off your penis. That's what the president of the United States of America is suggesting to the citizens of this country. The morally superior position is gender affirming. And let's be honest here. They use the term gender affirming care for a reason, Pat. It is propaganda for what is really happening. You're going to give a 13-year-old woman a double mastectomy? Bind her? You're going to tuck a male genitalia? That, that's affirming what is likely a very temporary feeling. Even in grown-ass adults, by the way. Because your brain chemistry changes all the time. Why do people not show symptoms of being bipolar until they're in their 30s sometimes? Because something changed in their brain chemistry. I am supposed to believe the morally right and superior position is that? That's insane. But hell is empty. Go ahead. Hell is empty for all the demons are here. And we are letting the demons into the White House. We are literally, you know, um, not Matt Walsh, but uh, Ben Shapiro. The barbarians have entered the gates. That's where we are, folks. Either you're going to stand up or they're going to run you over. That's what's going to happen. And I can't emphasize this enough. We have talked about this for the entirety of 2022. The reason we put the theme of this show as get used to different is because you have to get used to the fact that you are the counterculture, that you are different than mainstream society, that it's okay to be different. That's the other part of getting used to different, right? The message that that was delivered in The Chosen, right? The message that Jesus delivered to Matthew, the tax collector, right, is that, and it wasn't to Matthew, by the way, it was to um, to Paul, I believe, right? Saul became Paul, right? Saul became Paul, yes. Yes, so he delivers it to Paul. He delivers that message to Paul. Get used to different. Because we have to do things differently. We cannot continue the laissez-faire of our society. And this is where I diverge from the socially liberal side of libertarianism. I can accept differing viewpoints if those viewpoints have validity, right? If those viewpoints are rooted in fact, if those viewpoints are rooted in basic truth but 
when you're, or, or put it this way, when it is objective reality that we are talking about, not your subjective reality, I can totally be able to disagree with you without being disagreeable, right? I can totally understand a laissez-faire, hey, cool, hey, you believe something that's a little bit different than I do. At least you're dealing with reality. But there is a side of the libertarian movement that believes that this should just be a thing that we allow to occur naturally in society, and we shouldn't say anything, do anything. What makes you the, the arbiter of this truth? Because there is an objective truth here that they refuse to deal with. There is an objective truth that biology, that sexuality, right, your sexual being, not your feelings sexually, but your sexual being, meaning your organs, your bits, okay? Those things are objective. They don't change unless, by the way, unless you were born as a hermaphrodite. And even then, even then, that is still an objective reality, right? It is a biological reality that some people are born that way. It's a vast, 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 vast minority of people. It's but also a mutation. Hmm? It's a mutation. It's in the exception to the rule. Okay? Right. It, now, the thing that I can't abide here is that this is something that we must accept as a morally right just and righteous thing. No. Just no. No, 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 no. No. Mutilation of children outside of their own free will. And I, I, I agree to your point that I would believe that to be morally wrong. But if you are an adult, you have much more say in this matter. Again, under the age of 25, I do not believe this to be something that we should allow. I, I, I just don't. Because we have brain chemistry issues, not fully developed brains anymore. We, we know this scientifically. And to suggest that at the age of 18, the second that you turn 18, that your brain chemistry is there and, and you can make, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's the difference between the age of 20? 18 and 25, the difference between those two is that your brain has much more fully developed at the age of 25, and your brain chemistry has much more developed by that point in time. Until then, should we be going down the road of <clears throat> affirming care? What do they mean by affirming care? They're not talking about getting you psychiatric help. They are not talking about you learning coping mechanisms. They're not talking about you um, dealing with suicidality. And let's be clear on the suicidality conversation real quick, Pat. Let's be very clear on this. So-called gender-affirming care does absolutely nothing, according to all scientific data, does absolutely nothing 
to reduce a teenager or an adult's suicidality rate. And by the by, for adults, the suicidality rate of the quote-unquote gender-affirmed trans, fully trans community is higher than pre-gender affirming care, quote-unquote. For adults, you tell me how this, if you could prove to me that this type of stuff actually works scientifically, maybe you have a case to be made. I would argue you don't have the moral ground, but scientifically, okay, well, if the data says what it says, right? That's kind of where I'm at. Now, the other truth or fiction out of this entire conversation, Pat, revolves around Matt Walsh, okay? I'm going to give you this hint. But winning, this is the truth or fiction statement. Truth or fiction, winning the cultural war requires direct confrontation because it actually exposes their insanity and you have nothing, just, you have nothing to do with it, but just standing firm in your confrontation. Winning the cultural war requires direct confrontation. Truth or fiction? Truth. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, I'm still going to stick with truth. And, and, and here's why. What else are you going to do? If you don't take a stand and stand up against the culture, if you don't become the counterculture and 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 uh, root yourself in good moral principles, to root yourself in God, to have those godly uh, principles and values in our society, if you remove those things and you allow those things to be removed, they ain't mm-hmm. coming back. Mm-hmm. Your values. Values and principles that they will strip you away from those things, and yeah. I, I'm I'm to the point here. Here's where I'm where I'm really with this. I'm to the point where if we aren't careful, men won't be allowed to be men anymore. Women won't be allowed to be women anymore. We are just all social constructs that has to do the bidding of whatever the cultural feels at the time. Yeah, a thousand percent, Pat. I agree with you a thousand percent on direct confrontation here. And I think yesterday, what took place in Madison at the University of Wisconsin is the prime example of this. Matt Walsh was invited to Wisconsin by YAF, the Young America Foundation, okay, to give a speech on what is a woman, okay? I'm just going to play a quick video for you, Pat, so that people can understand what took place there. What you just witnessed, and if you're not watching, you you don't know exactly what took place there. People were tearing up, ripping the Bible, and by the way, later on, they didn't catch it in this video, but later on, that same individual that you saw bent down there, Pat, um, he was eating the pages from the Bible. What? Yeah. Now, he's going to be in the hospital later, but anyway... 
<laughs> right. For mm. eating paper, a real smart move. Um, but beyond that, that's, that's just demonic stuff. Your response to somebody having a different viewpoint speaking on your campus is what? This isn't, this isn't like Hitler coming and giving a speech on kill all the, all the Jews, right? That's not what we're, this, no. He's asking a biological question of society. And what was Matt Walsh's response, Pat? What, what do you think his response was to seeing and hearing this? What do you think it was? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what, because I, did, I didn't see this yesterday, but but I, if I had to guess, it was probably some sort of reaction to evil, something demonic, Okay. and how before we have we, to stand up against it. Before I get to this, this is also part and parcel of one of the things that we've talked about with Reviving Liberty, which is shine a light. That's right. what direct confrontation does, by the way. If you directly confront, they're going to shine a light on themselves. And Matt Walsh put it perfectly. Well, you can be on the side that eats the Bible and castrates children, or you can be on literally any side but that one. Your choice, America. Shining a light gives a binary choice, right? Right. Either you're on the side of, of, of this, right? Or you're on the side of, I don't know, let's get back to some sanity. Do you think, like, like I, I as a critical thinker, Pat, I, I really struggle with this one only because I cannot critically think of how the hell do you get to this point where you think that ripping up and then eating the Bible helps you win. Like, do you, what the hell, what in the demonic hell, honest to God, Pat, I cannot wrap my brain. I cannot make a, a case, right? If we were doing the the old Lincoln Douglas debate style, right? Right. I cannot make the opposing case here. I can't do it because there is no case to say that this is a thing. All this is is emoting, right? Great. Thank you yeah. for that. Now, Pat, yeah. further, it a, another protester goes on and says, white people, stop being bleeping, uh, bleeping racist. All of you, white people, you need to realize the space you take up and you need to realize how hard it is every single bleeping day for BIPOC, black, indigenous, and people of color, um, especially at this institute. Now, not only that, Pat, but the insane... So let me get this straight. That's the response to Matt Walsh giving a talk on gender theory and ideology, right? That is, that's that. They they are so triggered by this, right? They are so culturally and morally outraged by this. They also defaced um, a campus building dedicated to veterans with trans women are women, bleep Matt Walsh and Yaff. And they also... Uh, the alumni park area. Now I have 
I don't know if you've ever been to the campus at the University of Madison. It's one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever seen. But they defaced Alumni Park with graffiti that said F-U-W and YAF, Matt Walsh equals Nazi. Listen up. Stop letting Nazis speak. Again, I go back to this, Pat. Direct confrontation resulted in this. Matt Walsh is like, yeah, I know you, this is a super liberal campus, right? This is this is the home of the crazy left in America today, right? This is one of the top three. I would argue UPenn, Wisconsin, and Cal Berkeley are probably the top three insane campuses in America today. We just saw the the insane uh, situation at UPenn's uh, football game this past weekend, right, where they tried to stop the football game over a protest of or, fracking. What the hell is going on? But Matt Walsh is willing to directly confront. Matt Walsh just stood up and said, no. What, did, what was his response, though? What was the response of the campus, by the way, Pat, do you think? Um, I'm guessing the campus didn't do much. Oh, no, they issued an apology. Oh, no, they really did? Oh, how about that? To the trans members of our UW-Madison community, we see you and we value you. We will continue to do our part to make this campus more welcoming and inclusive, regardless of what speakers may uh, counter this value. Of course they did. They didn't didn't bother to to apologize to, to Matt Walsh, the veterans, the alumni who had their buildings defaced, right? Of course they did. So what I said was actually true. Yep. And Matt Walsh's. So again, my point being, this direct confrontation, right, exposes the absolute and utter insanity. Who do you think holds the high ground here? Uh, Because, again, this is the point that Matt Walsh made. Uh, Do you side with that as a a morally good? This is where we are as a society. This is what we want? Or do we want just simple discussion? Which side are you on? Hell is empty, for all the demons are here. Think about this, Pat. The university's official response was to apologize to the people that vandalized their community, right? That vandalized their university. What is that other than pure moral cowardice? You can vehemently protest and vehemently disagree, right? But there's a line in this. What is the line in the sand for the University of Wisconsin? That's my question. What the hell is the line in the sand that says no more? What is it? I don't think there is one. And I can't think of a better example of exposing the insanity than literally eating the Bible. How the hell, as a Christian, that is super offensive, right? Super offensive. But notice how my reaction wasn't to get violent. My reaction wasn't to get super morally outraged. My response in my own head, Pat, was, thank you. You're an idiot, and you just exposed your idiocy to the entire world. 
you couldn't even possibly win a debate. All I have to do is continue to show you eating the Bible. This is your side. This is your side. This is your side. This is your side. What? Oh, you said what? This is your side. Your side is so triggered by somebody speaking biological truth, the truth, not your truth, the truth, that you eat the Bible. That's the side you're on, right? That, that, that's where we're going here. That's what we're doing. We're doing eating the Bible for 200, Alex. Is it Alex? Well, obviously it's not Alex anymore. Who are the hosts of the of, of the show? Is it Ken Jennings? Of what show? Jeopardy. Uh, oh, Jeopardy? No, it's Mayan Bialik. Yeah, isn't it two people though? Isn't it Mayan Bialik and isn't it also Ken Jennings? Oh, I don't know. I just know Mayan Bialik does it. Yeah. Soon to be Aaron Rodgers after he retires. <laughs> but I, I just the answer to all of this, Pat, is direct confrontation. Why? Because it shines a light on who they are and what they really believe. It's the same thing when we when we saw the the insane response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade, right? What did we see? When we directly confronted them and directly asked them questions, they exposed themselves for being anti-constitution. That is a very radical position, not just politically, but morally. We understand now the playing field, right? One side believes in the Constitution, the other doesn't. Could it get any more stark of a difference, right? One side believes that their morality, quote-unquote, trumps the Constitution. So if something is... So, for instance, right, how did we get to Plessy versus Ferguson? The morality of the nine justices on the Supreme Court of the day, right? That's how that happens. Right. Not, a, not an actual look at the law, because nowhere in the law, in the Constitution, does that happen. I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. If the barbarians have already entered the gate, like I believe they have, right? To use Ben um, Shapiro's analogy from yesterday's show. If the barbarians have entered the gate, the only way to win is to directly confront them and push them back out. There's nothing. I, notice the response of Christians to eating the Bible, right? isn't to start lopping off heads a la what the Allah crowd would do if you desecrated the Quran. Again, I, I, am I wrong here? Like, literally all I need to do is play that video on a loop over and over and over and over again. Your side eats the Bible as a response to somebody talking about your subjective reality. What could you possibly say to that? What is the possible defense of that? Free speech. Yeah, you're right. You've got the freedom to do that, right? Absolutely, 100%. You've got the freedom to do that. 
but you don't have the moral high ground. You're eating the Bible because somebody says that a woman is a woman and a man is a man. How do you mentally get to that spot, Pat? How? I'm just going to repeat the thing that I've said twice now during the show. Hell is empty for all the demons are here. That is a very good point. And with that, Pat, it is time for us to play the B or not the B today. All right. So today's headline, if it would actually pull up, is artificial intelligence. Scientists, excuse me, scientists have developed a robot that folds laundry about as well as a lazy husband. Scientists have developed a robot that folds laundry about as well as a lazy husband. And while you are thinking about that, whether it is uh, the bee or not the bee, folks, again, I can't emphasize this enough. I I personally believe that we need to do business with businesses that won't insult us. That doesn't mean that we have to always do business with people who think like us or have our political viewpoints. What about doing business and supporting businesses that are not in the business of politics? What about doing that? That's why we are friends with the people over at CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. See how I did that, Pat? CoffeeBrandCoffee.com. They literally believe in coffee, small batched, small roasted, individually packaged, small roasted coffee. This doesn't sit in bags and then they just dig it out for when people order. It is roasted on the spot when you order and delivered directly to you. You can get the whole beans. You can get it ground. um, You can get coffee. You can get tea. You can get hot cocoa. By the way, did you have the the marshmallow hot cocoa yet? I I haven't had the marshmallow one yet, but the, the, the the velvet hot chocolate was good, though. Excellent. I am a fan of the salted caramel. Um, cho- uh, coffee, by the way, smells so freaking good when it's being brewed. Oh my god. Um, that being said, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, support a coffee company that just believes in coffee, not shoving pl- politics one way or the other down your throat. That is refreshing. That is refreshing. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase. Again, coffeebrandcoffee.com, CRITICALTHINKING promo code, 5% off. Now, Pat, do you need the headline one more time? I don't think so. Okay. So, is this because to be or not to be? Because it has to do with launching a husband? Mm-hmm. That's a total Babylon B headline. Okay, so are you going with the B or not the B? I'm going with the B. You just cost us $50 of Dominic Gizzo's hard-earned money. Are you kidding me? That is a total Babylon B headline. (laughs) In a major leap for artificial intelligence, scientists have developed a robot that folds laundry about as well as a lazy husband on a Saturday. No, really, Pat. This is an actual not the B headline, right? Like... Scientists have developed a robot that literally is attempting to fold laundry, and it's awful. Like, we can't play the video because there's no sound to it, but literally, it folds folds a towel like like a five-year-old would attempt to fold a towel. We're getting closer, Pat. Although, I will say this. We are getting closer. I would buy one of these to save me from having to fold laundry. I don't know about you. 
And I'm the one um, that does the laundry in our house. So I was gonna say, so am I. I'm the one that does the laundry too. Um, I did notice uh, in the video though that uh, the robot was trying to uh, fold a um, University of California shirt. It explains so many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even NPR, right? The the uh, the king and queens of uh, uh, microaggressions, right? Researchers have looked into it over the years, and as it turns out, robots are just not very good at folding laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're also trying to apply neither are men. Specifically, husbands. Well, that's bigoted. Why, why only husbands? That's what the headline says, man. I, I, I'm not the one that, that's saying that. I'm just saying that's what they're saying, is that, that husbands apparently can't fold laundry, and then supposedly robots can do it better. And with that, Pat, thank you for costing us 50 bucks, but what a great headline, right? Like, literally, that is a headline out of the Babylon Bee, right? Like, that, that feels it, yeah. like one, right? Because they're making fun right. of crazy husbands, right? Hilarious. Um, see, see. This is a pro tip for the husbands out there. Do your laundry on a Saturday and then start folding it in front of the television while you're watching the football games. Two birds, one stone. Watch football folding laundry. You win on both areas. You're watching football and your wife thinks you're doing the chores. Yes, Pat. What happens when football season's done? Uh, college basketball season. What happens when basketball season's done? Baseball. XFL. What? USFL. MLS. Take your pick. For what? What? what I know a lot of a lot of guys out there that don't like a lot of those sports. Then they're not real dudes. Totally kidding. Ouch. Turn on the food Ouch. network. I, I don't care. What, what are you going to watch? G, uh, the reruns of uh, Great American Family's Christmas? Martha Stewart? Golden Girls? Just whatever. Whatever you're into. But do it in front of the television. You're killing two birds with one stone, right? You're You're watching the football game. Your wife thinks you're doing the chores. It's a win-win. You can't lose. Unless your team is losing. Now, with that having been said, Pat, um, speaking of losers, no, yeah. um, we, Ow. you've got uh, two truth or fiction statements for me. I so do. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start with this one. Truth or fiction. Disney has gone so bad that even the freaks are leaving Disney. Well, this one is true because we, we know that Tim Burton is going bye-bye. Like, he is literally ripping up his contract with Disney. And if you know anything about Tim Burton, Tim Burton be himself a freak. Now, he's also a genius, I would argue, in some respects. I mean, Edward Scissorhands is such a great, great movie. Um, I love that movie. I really do. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to have a conversation uh, later. Off air, um, about having you possibly committed. It's hilarious, Edward Scissorhands. Come on, 
I don't see. I don't know. Like even see, the Batman movies that Tim Burton did. I don't like looking back at those. I loved them as a little kid, but like as an adult, they're awful. Oh yeah, hundred percent awful. But but I will say this. Speaking of awful, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Awful. Awful. Just terrible. Horrible. If if you believe that to be a cult classic, just no. Get out of my house. Just just leave. Just leave. The door's that way. Though I would rather watch that than watch Hocus Pocus. Would you? Yes, yes, I would. You See, don't, you would, would you like to understand why? Yeah, because uh, Ben Midler. Well, there, I mean, there's that, but uh, Hocus Pocus is the most overplayed. Played, overrated Halloween movie of all time. hundred percent. Speaking of that, though, Pat, <coughs> guess what's coming out November seventeenth this year? Uh, some Christmas movie somewhere. A Christmas story. Story. Yep. Is this the right. one with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? Oh um, no 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 no! This is this is, the, this is the sequel to the Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go why? Now. Just why leave the cult classic alone? I, the first one. Why would I want the second one? Just Pat. Just leave. Yeah. Just 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 leave. Now, with that it, being said, yes, the the whole Disney situation. When you see people like Tim Burton jumping off, right? When you see people that are as quote unquote woke or as liberal as they come saying, yeah, no, um, you might want to reevaluate where you sit in the culture. Because I can tell you right now, if, if I had children, they ain't watching Disney. I, I just not doing it. They, maybe if you go back to the actual classics, right? Like Little Mermaid. Although I'm pretty sure that'll that'll be a uh, a no go zone for the woke culture because um, how dare they portray a transgender like Ariel? How dare they? How dare a white woman play a trans um, mermaid? Right? Aren't mermaids just just uh, just trans? Uh, it, I don't have an answer there. I don't because I don't know how all that works. Right, you could see that happening, right? Ariel, oh, yeah. the first trans character in Disney history. No, uh, yeah, I could. The, the, she's a fictional character. Number one and number two, mermaids are fictional. Although you would be making my case about the transgender movement, right? Fictional. Fictional, yeah. I don't have to engage in your subjective reality. You get to engage in my objective reality, though. And it's not mine, because it's objective. Now, with that having been said, Pat, um, your your second statement. I'm going to go with the world of sports on this one. So before I asked if it was going to be the Dodgers, Yankees in the World Series, and we both thought that was true. Well, we were both very, very wrong. Uh, Truth or fiction, the Philadelphia Phillies will get Bryce Harper 
his first World Series win? Fiction. And here's why. They're running into the hottest team in baseball. The Houston Astros are just... They, they beat the tar, the tar out of the Yankees. Also, sub-question and sub-statement, Pat. Is this not the most boring uh, Major League Baseball playoffs of all time? Yeah, that's also true. But it, it, here's... So, are the Philadelphia Phillies also not hot? Because they beat the Houston Astros to make sure that they got into the playoffs, first of all. Well... Let's be real about that, Pat. It wasn't that they beat the Astros. It's that the Brewers continued to choke. Well, that too. They had exactly opposite records, by the way, through the first, like, 50 and last 50 games. Uh, It was insane. They they had 32 wins in the first 50 games. or they, They set a franchise record for the most wins, right, in the first 50 games of the season. Okay? They set that franchise record and then obliterated it backwards in the final 50 games of the season. That's how let's be real about this. The Phillies get into the playoffs, not because they were super great, grand, wonderful. They get into the playoffs because the Brewers couldn't put their shit together at the end of the season. Now I will give them credit for when they got into the playoffs, they figured it out. I'll give them credit for that. Now I understand your point, but for me, this is if I look at the two teams and I look at who's hottest, it's the Astros. You're probably right in terms of that, really. Um, however, I just can't bring myself to read for the cheating Houston Astros. I can't do it. I under, I understand that point. I'm just they're just be prepared. They're going to win. I, by the way, have you even watched a single second of the baseball playoffs? No. Yeah, I me haven't. neither. I've kept, I've kept track of what's going on, but. Right, I haven't just um, I haven't tuned into a game. I, I haven't I just, watched. I game. have no interest. Yeah. None. Zip zero. It would have been great if Cleveland could have beat uh, New York, though, because they almost did. Yeah, that was the closest series I think in the playoffs. Right. It was. Uh, every other one of them ended with either a four-one or you know two game sweep in the in the uh, wild card right. round. But um, every one of these, like we're. <clears throat> We're at least a week ahead of where Major League Baseball thought they would be when it comes to getting to the World Series. They, yeah, like, just—it's the end of October. It should be November before we get to the World Series. The the fact that the MLS playoffs are going to go longer than than Major League Baseball tells you how bad Major League Baseball's postseason has been this year. That like anti-competitive. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, yeah, I think Houston wins uh, another World Series. Um, now, I have a ton of respect for Dusty Baker um, and how he goes about his business, <coughs> even though he is a manager of the Cubs back in the day. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see how they don't win this. He was the manager of the Reds, too. This is true. This is true. So tons, tons and tons of respect for Dusty Baker. Um, so I think he brings some respectability back to the the Astros in their in that organization. I mean, they'll they'll be tainted for a while with that cheating scandal, but can you really put it on the, this group of players right now? So uh, with that being said, <clears throat> any final thoughts, Pat? 
Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And hell is empty for all the demons are here. And with that, please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.